Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, a very happy Labor Day to all of you out there. It is the holiday Monday. John Fricky with you at uh, 10 a.m. in the morning, and we're going to go to 2 in the afternoon. The way my show works, a little bit different than if you're you know, not used to hearing me do a solo show. It's a little bit different than, than other shows in that I don't do guests, okay? I just, well, my guests are you. I, don't, I, I try not to refer to you as callers. I refer to you as guests, and uh, there's a little bit more latitude, a little bit more leniency in some of the topics. I'm going to present a bunch of topics, and if you don't mind... Uh, Today we're going to talk, especially in the first half of the show and maybe a little bit in the second half, a lot about the Falcons because it is Falcons game week. It is game week for the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday, 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 Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So let's go here. All right. We're going to talk a lot of Falcons here at 404-726-0929. A lot of NFL as well. I want to make sure that we're a little bit magnanimous and welcome in you know, fans of the, uh, the other, uh, you know, teams, the other 30 teams in the league, <clears throat> not so much the, the one to our Southwest, uh, you know, but it is Monday. It's Labor Day. The prison's open. I don't know. Anyway, um, so y- you're welcome at 404-726-0929 to jump into the program and, and we can do that. Now, having said that, if you're out grilling today, that would be like a perfect thing. You know, to, to tell me what you're grilling, you know, because I think I've made a gr- I'm doing a grill violation here. I'll get into it a little bit later in the show. It's sort of a grill card. Now, I would say a man card, but I don't want to disclude, you know, the fact that a lot of women grill. So I'm, I'll call it a grill card. Here, you know, I won't try to be that guy. Uh, but I might have to turn my grill card in for what I'm about to do today. I'll explain that later in the show. If you're driving around town, I know traffic is going to be heavy, especially building through the day. If you're coming, you know, out of the south from up in Macon and you're picking up the big powerhouse stick that we are, we're the most powerful sports radio station in the entire southeast at 929 uh, The Game. It is a big stick, and you can hear us clear in Macon. You can hear us all the way up to Chattanooga from Tallapoosa, all the way over to Lake Oconee. I mean, you can hear us all, you know, South Carolina. You can hear us all over the place, you know. So, I, well, well, between South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama, you can hear us probably in five states. And that's just on the that's just on the, on the the jump. That's not even on the Odyssey app, where, of course, we're nationwide. And if you're going to be going through Hartsfield today, you know, you know the drill. I mean, so just take your time. Make sure that you get there early if you're going to fly. All that kind of good stuff. I'm not trying to be a dad. I'm just trying to say that, you know, 
don't make it don't make it any harder on yourself, okay? And if you're just you know casting out and hosting a party and uh, and cooking up early, give me a shout. Let me know what you've uh, put on the uh, on the old Barbie there, as they say down down under here. It is Falcons game week. We are going to get into the Falcons here and talk a lot of Falcons. I got a lot of questions for you in regards to this team and this season and what they face against Carolina on Sunday. A couple of thoughts about college football. Now, our producer today, our technical producer, our call screener, our show producer, our board op, uh, the the jack-of-all-trades at the mothership at Colony Square is Garrett Chapman, and he is also one of my co-hosts on the College Football Show. And if you missed College Football Game Time last Saturday with Abe and Garrett and I, we encourage you to bookmark it every Saturday at 8 a.m. And the three of us did a pretty sweet job, I might say, in picking upset specials this week, Garrett. I, I, I thought we did a really good job, because we did. I'd say so. I mean, 2-1 and one is a pretty good record. I mean, I'm, of course, I'm the only one who didn't. <laughs> naturally, I'm the only one who no, get but, it, but, get but, it right. You know, but, wait a second. Hang on. That's two and, and almost three. Okay, should have been three, man. It should have been should've three. Been Toledo three. let me down. Toledo let me down right there at the last minute. But, no, I mean, for those who don't, who aren't aware, so we have our, our final pick is our upset special where we have to pick somebody who is a touchdown or more underdog to come out and pull off a victory. Um, it's very difficult. We make it hard on ourselves because we like to make it interesting, you know. And we almost swept the week for the first time, I think, ever. So we How were very close. How big a dog close. was Toledo? Uh, yeah, because Illinois kicked a field goal at home mm-hmm. at the buzzer to win the game 30-28. to How big a dog was Toledo? I think they, they ended up as like a, like a 12 or maybe like a 10, something wow. like that. So they were right and there. Then, uh, they covered. Uh, yeah, uh, they covered. And then uh, uh, because I asked Cave if covers count, and he went, no, no, they don't. I went, all right, whatever. I mean, you still won your bet. Yeah. Uh, and then he had Northern Illinois. So Northern Illinois goes to Boston College up to Chestnut Hill, and they beat the Eagles. That was kind of the, the black mark on the ACC this weekend. Uh, so they beat the Eagles. And uh, that was a big upset. And then uh, I took Wyoming mm-hmm. as a two-touchdown underdog at home to outright beat Texas Tech. And in double overtime, the Wyoming Cowboys beat Texas Tech. I was like, yeah, how about that? That's not <laughs> too shabby, the, John Freaky. Not too shabby. And, and that's just a personal thing. You know, I did play-by-play play play in the Mountain West Conference for a few years and uh, you know, been to Wyoming multiple times, been to Laramie multiple times. And I tried to tell Abe, Laramie's different. Laramie's 7,000 – they got a big sign. When you go into the stadium, it says both the basketball and the football, welcome to 7,220. That's how – That's a, it's another 2,000 feet above Denver. And when you get there, all oh, that thin air doesn't bother me. Oh, okay. Have you ever been there? Because if you don't think it doesn't bother you, trust me. I mean, because at Laramie, you can't – there's no elevator to the press box, or maybe at least there wasn't. Maybe there is now. should be. So you had to walk up through the stands to get to the press box. And uh, so you walk up the stands on one side and you go in, you know, it's uh, kind of old school. It's a nice, I love War Memorial Stadium, but put it in an elevator for crying out loud. Uh, and, but anyway, I'm like halfway up and I'm going, ooh, I can, I mean, I could feel it. We were walking up the steps and I went, ooh, I could feel that. I'm only about maybe 100 steps up and maybe not even that. And I'm going, yeah, I could feel this. Uh, and you can really tell. And our players at San Diego State said, yeah, you can really tell. And when you're coming off, you know, uh, you know, especially a team like San Diego State with sea level, you know, they're sucking oxygen by the end of the first quarter. So it's a different place to play uh, in that regard. Anyway, that's not here and there. How about Florida State last night, huh? How about Florida State last night? Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Kelly's uh, Brian Kelly's a hurting man this morning because 
Brian Kelly said he came out and he was bragging about his LSU team. He uh, came out and said that, um, and this was a, by the way, this was a heavyweight heavyweight fight in the first half. But before the game on his on his coach's show, Brian Kelly said, we are going to beat the heck out of Florida State. After the game, Brian Kelly says, well, that's a total failure. Those were his quotes. Beat the heck out of Florida State and then total failure. I mean, Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman and Florida State, that was a playoff statement. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess, it, you know, if you weren't so much ranking teams, you know, based on whatever you're going to rank them on, uh, you know, preseason polls and all that, if you just started today in ranking teams or maybe tomorrow because after the Clemson-Duke game tonight, and, and you were ranking everybody, I think Florida State might not be number one based on that performance. You might actually have Washington number two based on their performance against Boise. But uh, you have – I mean, I think Florida State – and by the way, it wouldn't shock me in the poll that comes out tomorrow – if Florida State gets first-place votes because it was that impressive a performance. I'm not saying Florida State's going to shoot up to the top two or three, but they could suddenly find themselves like at six or seven and get a couple of first-place votes. Because, and By the way, I think that would be legitimate. I understand what you're saying. You know, Georgia, Alabama, I get it. You know, let it work through, all that kind of stuff. But based on what? Based on just the performance in week one, nobody – Nobody in the nation played better than Florida State. Nobody. They took LSU. They scored 31 straight points. And it wasn't it wasn't just that. If you watched the game last night, Florida State's defense was popping. Everybody's going to talk about, the, you know, Jordan Travis uh, and, and Keon Coleman and how their offense played. That's, that's fine. They deserve all those flowers. But I'm going to tell you, that defense was popping last night. And so an impressive show by Florida State, and yep, I think we could probably say that, uh, you know, uh, Garrett, in our rotating playoff, if we were going to redo our playoffs today, I'd probably bump Clemson out and put Florida State in, <laughs> based on that alone. Man. They look we do good. have the Clemson. Yeah. The they Clemson look really good. For you. Clemson Duke game, by the way, for you. Uh, tonight, uh, beginning at 7.30, uh, kickoff at 8, uh, live on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Yeah, they looked really good. So, uh, you know, this may be the moment – the Florida State, you know, 10 wins last year, and everybody said, ah, they really, that, you know, there are a lot of questions here or there. I think all of us took LSU to win the game, right? Yeah, I think we did. All, all, all three of us did. Mm. Well, yeah. They looked bad. They got well, pushed around. They got pushed around. Yeah, they, yeah. they and got it, physically pushed 31 around. 31 unanswered points before that trash time touchdown from Jaden Daniels down the left sideline. It's... The ACC looked pretty good yesterday, or, uh, just throughout co- the course of week one. Eight and two outside of Boston College in Virginia. Like Boston College right. and Virginia, the, the two that, that took L's, I should say. Yeah. I mean, bad L's. I mean, well, yeah. a couple other teams yeah. lost. I mean, Georgia Tech lost, but it wasn't a bad L. I know that doesn't make it any better, Georgia Tech fans, but it wasn't a bad L. Yeah, and I'm not but I'm I, not I, counting I, those games. Like, I'm not going to count this one today as like a loss, technically, because it's an ACC team playing an ACC team. But in the other games, eight and two, pretty good. Yeah, no, and and Virginia's lost, even though they were prohibitive underdogs against Tennessee. I mean, Virginia, Tennessee's a good team. They're a very good team. Virginia looked like one of the worst teams in the nation. I mean, they looked really bad, really not good. And so, well, you know, I mean, there was a time when I was (laughs) – it's so funny because when I was – doing play-by-play at Wake Forest in 1989, 
course. This is a minute ago when I was a play-by-play voice of the Deacons. Our team that year, uh, Wake Forest, we went up to Virginia to play a football game, Garrett. And um, we went up to Scott Stadium. And at that time, it was late in the season, like um, I think um, probably week 10. Virginia was unbeaten and ranked number one in the nation. Virginia, unbeaten and ranked number one in the nation, 1989. Mm. They had, they had uh, you know, the, the Moors, you know, Herman Moore, yeah, all these Moore guys up there. And, uh, yeah, they were, that's George Welch, and they had them at 9 or 10 and 0 and number one in the nation. They didn't win the national title, but, you know, that program was rocking uh, then. That reminds me and, of the, uh, yeah. what was it, 2007 when Kansas and Missouri were the top two teams in the country and they played each other? And the, right, and the border both 10 war. And yeah, they're both ten and zero, and then <laughs> neither one of them made the BCS national championship game. Yeah, they just choked it, it away. It did choke yeah, it, it away. Happens. It happens. Well, every year there's a team, right? I mean, every year. I mean, TCU last year, and uh, you know, Cincinnati the year before. Somebody bucks the trend. C- Central Florida, right? You know, I mean, yeah, there's somebody that uh, yeah, right, has it has that season. And suddenly they're you know ten and zero and eleven and zero and oh my god look at this team, but that Florida State team looked like they are one to be reckoned with last night. Whew, man, uh, the Braves that was a great trip. All right, set aside the loss yesterday. It was good to see Matt Olson hit a home run. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should look up the numbers here. I'm not a big fan of Braves playing day games. I don't know what it is about day games. I don't think they play real well. But you know this is the last game of a ten game trip, and uh, I don't think they got lazy or anything. I just think that they just. It just didn't kind of – the whole vibe wasn't there. It's a shame they weren't able to sweep the Dodgers. That would have been really sweet. But you can't say that this wasn't a rousing success on a hundred different levels because it was. It was a – eight – if you had told me eight and two, if you had told me of the eight and two, they would have started four games up on the Dodgers and come home six games up on the Dodgers – with 26 games to go. If you had told me that three of those eight wins were against the Dodgers, if you had told me there was all this shut-me-up juice from Ronald Acuna Jr. and the MVP stuff, if you had told me all the things that happened on this trip, uh, man, you don't think I would have taken that when they were on the bird going out to San Francisco to open this thing up? Of course it would have. That was one of the best road trips the Braves have ever been on. It was so successful in so many ways. Welcome home, guys. Take the uh, Labor Day off, and uh, the Cardinals come in tomorrow. It is a homestand against the Cardinals and the Pirates. And I think this thing is over. This race uh, is over, barring a collapse by your Atlanta Braves, and I don't see them doing that. I I promise we're going to talk a a lot of NFL here. Uh, I want to welcome in fans of every NFL team, but uh, really Falcons fans, I need to. I got two big questions on the Falcons. Going to launch the first one. In just a moment, we are live from the Northern Kia Studios with John Fricke on Sports Radio 90 Time, the game in the Odyssey app. I heard uh, the promo for the game mornings, and I am, you know, old habits are hard to break. I almost said, Morning Show on Sports Radio. <laughs> well, you do it for eight years. <laughs> Becomes automatic here. It's like, you know, have you ever, uh, you know, just mindlessly uh, said somebody when you were uh, saying goodbye to them on the phone, like a friend of yours, you mindlessly say, I love you. If you're married, you you, you might occasionally do that just once. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> you're so used to saying, and the dude at the other end is going, huh, what, what, huh? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> it, if you're not married, you don't understand it. If the married guys out there get that, Gary, you're not married, right? 
I am not. Trust me, when you because you you end every phone call with your wife. Okay, love you, bye. I mean, that's what you do. You say, oh, I love you. <laughs> if it ever slips out, you know, okay, love you, bye. And then you, oh wait, <laughs> no, wrong, wrong person. <laughs> Just don't do it to like you know the 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 uh, receptionist at the at the doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> that probably does not sound good. <laughs> oh, man. 404-726-0929. Ground rules here. You are the guest. Okay, I don't, I, you're calling into the show. Our callers, I don't want to call you callers, okay? You're guests of mine, okay? I'm standing at a bar or sitting. I got uh, beer, wine, you know, Hennessy, whatever you want. Uh, and I want you to belly up to the bar and talk to me here. And so you walk, you walk me, and that means a couple of things. One, we can disagree, which is fine, but do so without being disagreeable. In other words, you don't know me if you've never met me, but I'm a pretty affable guy. I mean, you know, you and I are going to get along. I don't walk around carrying grudges, all right? And I'm not one of these people that hates things. I mean, I, there are things I don't like. Uh, you know, hate's a pretty strong word in my book. Uh, you got I reserve that reserve that for very few, very very few, uh, and you know, and I don't want to, to carry that around anyway. So I, I'm not hating on your position. I mean, disagree with your position, but I'm not going to, you know. But that's okay. Guys can disagree, so we can be, disagree without being disagreeable. Second second thing here is to remember that you are a guest. So if I ask you a question, you're welcome to don't just come in and ask me a question. Allow me to ask you. Let's talk. Okay. This isn't, hey, John, uh, what do you think of the game tonight at uh, Clemson and Duke? Who do you like? Bye. I'll hang up and listen. Don't hang up and listen. Don't do that, okay? You want to do that on another show? Fine. I, I mean, if you do it, I'm not going to get – I'm like, I'll, I'll get a little frustrated. No, 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 don't do that. That's what I'll probably say. But I want you to come in and have a conversation, okay? Because we got four hours here. Now, let's talk a little bit. It is game week for the Atlanta Falcons. Let's get into this a little bit here. A couple of points here. The first question I have for you about the Atlanta Falcons is a simple, simple question. Are we ready? Do you think the Falcons are ready? Way too often, post the debacle, right, the next season after the debacle, people think, oh, the Falcons never recovered from that, you know, 28 to 3. I could argue that that's not necessarily true because the very next year, they almost went right back to the Super Bowl. They had first down and 10 in Philadelphia to win the game in the divisional round. And if they win that game against the Eagles, they would have won the NFC. They would have been back at the Super Bowl. So anyway, but and then, of course, it all went downhill from there. And, and Coach Bro, in his final, what, three years there, uh, you know, Coach Bro a couple of times admitted that his team wasn't ready. He even said so. There was another game in Philadelphia to open the season a couple of years later where the Falcons looked dreadful. I mean, awful. And we're sitting around texting during the game. These guys look like they're not prepared. And even Coach Bro said, yeah, we weren't, we weren't really ready for the season. What the hell? Dude, that's when we started screaming. Keep in mind, since that Philadelphia game in, two, in December of 2017, that was December of 2017. It is September of 2023. We're near six years removed from that Philadelphia game. Okay, six years. 
since that time, the Atlanta Falcons have never been above 500 since then. They haven't been above 500. They've had shots to go above 500 in the last couple of years. And didn't, you know, didn't, that didn't happen. They've never been above 500. How about that? How about that stat? So that that's a harsh truth, isn't it? So this game is super important in my book on a hundred levels. It's to go above 500 for the first time in near six years. To win at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, a place you need, and by their own admission, the Atlanta Falcons say they need, and Arthur Smith has said this, and Arthur Blank has said this, we need to make Mercedes-Benz Stadium a home field advantage because it has not been a home field advantage for this team. It just hasn't. You know, it's not been a – they had no home field – for a while there, Atlanta United had a serious home field advantage, if for no other reason than they were the best team in the league. But the Atlanta Falcons have never really had a home field advantage at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and they need to make it so. And and they, they can't cry about the fact that there, there are empty seats all over the place. they got to win. That's their job. They have to make it so that that ticket becomes hot. You know, you're willing to pay that price. You're willing to go into your pocket – and pay for that price on, on that ticket in the, in the secondary market. You're willing to do that, and the way you do that is what? Win, right? Okay. So there's that. Then it's a you know a division game. And if you're going to win the, the, the playoffs, you're going to make the playoffs this year, you got to win your division games. I mean, you got to go – you probably have to go 5-1. and one. You might get away with 4-2, and two, but you can't lose at home to Carolina. Can't do that. Then it's a conference game, so there's all those tiebreakers too if you're th- thinking about the playoffs down the road. And then it's just for the whole concept of what you did in this offseason to spend all that money, $124 million or whatever. I don't have the figure in front of me. It was a lot, okay? The whole concept of what Arthur Smith is trying to build with Terry Fontenot here, this is his first team. This is his first real team. And if you're buying in, like I am, that Arthur Smith's hell of a coach, because I buy that, by the way. For all you Arthur Smith haters out there, I can go down, check, 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 is the reasons I think he's a really good coach. Now, he got to prove it this year. And, you know, they got to be a lot better than 7-10, and 10, okay? And so, I'm just saying, I, I understand it. I think they are better than 7-10, and 10, but they have to show us that. My biggest question is, are we ready? Because they go into the season, and we all know this, they go into the season having had one 17-play, 10-minute drive with the starters on offense and a couple of series, I think, with the starters on defense against Cincinnati. Not a big sample size. And they justified when they got blown out by Mike Tomlin and the Steelers in the third preseason game. They justified that by saying, and Tomlin played his starters, and Tomlin's out there saying, look, you know, I mean, you, you got to fire you know, your cannons if you want to, whatever he said. It was some, some, some quote along those lines. And, uh, and you got to be ready for the season, and we're, you know, okay. Uh, but... Did, did the Atlanta Falcons do enough here? Now, Arthur Smith says that the Falcons went down to Miami where the starters didn't play in that preseason game at all either. And in the two combined practices against the Dolphins, all reports were, and of course there was no live video from that, that the Atlanta Falcons starters dominated the Dolphins starters. And apparently he thinks that counts as a full preseason game, which he may be right, by the way. It was ones against ones. It was the Falcons ones against the Dolphins ones for two straight days. So he says, I, look, I got enough stats in that. I didn't really even need to see him in any preseason game. You know, I, but he put him in against Cincinnati. So I, I just want to know. I mean, that's what he says. I want to know what you think. Are we ready for this season to begin? First Falcons question of the day as we get into Falcons game week. A reminder that we are live 
this Sunday, 9 a.m., Wade Ford uh, tailgate show, live from Mercedes-Benz, outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the smooth lot there on Northside, 9 a.m. this year, the Wade Ford tailgate show to kick off your Falcons Sunday. I'm going to host it alongside our Falcons reporter, Joe Patrick, and former Falcon, Harper LaBelle. Uh, One of those two guys is a friend of mine. The other one, no, they're both friends of mine. I'm just kidding and teasing. Are we ready for the season to begin? Let's go to your calls here at 404-726-0929. We begin with Caleb. Caleb, good morning to you. um, Good morning. I, at first, I felt like we weren't ready. Um, But now, as I sit there and think about it, Arthur Smith is a very smart guy. He's a very smart coach. And for him to sit our starters, even though I've seen it across the league, you know, Patrick Mahomes played, Russell Wilson played. There's a lot of other teams that played their quarterbacks in multiple staffs, even multiple quarters. Uh, but I believe that Arthur Smith sees something and sees something that we don't see, you know. He sees it on practicing in day out here, and Terry Sock see it. And they are going to put uh, Desmond in the best position possible for him to succeed. And I think that uh, I would say we're ready right now because if we weren't, then we would saw more, you know. And that's how I feel. Yep, no, I'm going no, to just I, like believe, believe, believe in that and continue with it. Thank you for your call. No, and, 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 and no, that's, fi- that's fair, Caleb. I have one question for you. Did he hang up? Oh, no, no. All right. So first caller out of the block, right? I, I pre- Caleb, I really appreciate you calling in, but you're not a caller. You're a guest. I, so I get to ask a question. <laughs> it's the way, way my show works here. You, you, one thing is true. Well, there are two, two things that are true. When I do a solo show here, okay, it's, it, my guests are you, okay? You are my guests. And for all the fans out there who say, I don't get enough chance to talk about you know, I to call in and talk. We don't take enough calls on this station. This is your show, okay? I'm hosting your show, you and I. This is your opportunity. So, uh, I okay. Uh, but can I add a question for Caleb? Maybe I'll ask Mike. Mike, welcome to the show here. Hey, Mike. How are you this morning, sir? Hey, John. I'm doing good. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Good. First off, man, before we get into the Falcons, man, I have to say I really miss you, man. Uh, I was a long-time listener with you in the morning show, and nothing against the morning crew. I, I, they're good, but they're not you guys, man. So I miss you and Hugh, and um, I try to follow you on the weekends, and then when you jump in jump in, in other areas, I try to listen to you. But I've uh, been following you for a long time, man, and you really know your stuff. So just want to put that out there first. Uh, well, th- thanks, um, Mike. I do appreciate it. So what you got here? Do you think we're ready? I think we're ready, John. You know, one thing I have to say about Arthur is that – he never shows his cards. We all know that. Um, I, I have a, a friend of mine who says, man, they're going to be terrible, man. You saw what happened. You know, they played that first quarter, all those penalties, you know. But, I mean, we, we've seen football for so long. They're not going to throw their best plays out there. They're not going to, uh, you know, show all their secret stuff that they're doing. I really honestly believe, John, they're going to be a 12-5 and team. Um, I really believe that. I, I catch a lot of flack for that, but I think they're going to be a 12 and 5 team. And I, honestly, I think the only problem I believe they'll have in the NFC South will probably be the Saints. Um, but I, I think they're going to do well. I mean, and then two, we're still going to have those fans. It's just like the Braves. Oh, it was just a luck. It was a luck thing. I mean, I, I think Arthur and Terry's done the right thing. They're finally getting to build the team they want. And I think we're going to see something in years to come. Um, I don't think this is this is the first part of it, but I think two or three years down the road, we're going to be talking about we're going to be in NFC championships and Super Bowls. I really believe that, um, and that's just kind of how I feel. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Mike. I, I first off, Mike, twelve and five is that that's a that's a high mark, I, I, and I you know 
God love you. you. You know, your lips to the football God's ears here. The way they get to 12 and 5, and there is a path, by the way. The way they get to 12 and 5 is 5 and 1 in the, in the division. And at some point this season, they have to rip off a five game win streak. Okay. And you're saying yeah, that's not right. going to happen. I'm, I, I'm telling you, it could happen here because the reason is, is I expect this team to get better and better. One of the great things about this team, I think, this is my guess, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what I think. I think by, by week 12, by week 13, by week 14, they're going to be a team you don't want to play, okay? Because I think they'll get better as the season progresses. But we have to do first things first, Mike. we got to win this opening game against – we cannot come out looking ill-prepared. The timing is off. There's bad penalties, pre-snap stuff. We cannot give them a chance to win this game. Not only do we – Mike, not only do we have to win this game, I think we need to step on their necks. I think we need to beat these guys by three touchdowns. I think we – honestly, I think we will. I think uh, what Arthur's doing – Hiding a lot of this talent, you know. I'm looking. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to seeing Bajan. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But Cordero Patterson's always done what he's done. I think you're going to see some hidden hidden treasures down there. Kyle Pitts. They still haven't used Kyle Pitts like we really want them to do. I think this year's the year you're going to see the receivers all. I think they're going to ball out. And I'm also excited about their defense. I think Dean Pease did what he did. But bringing this new guy on, I can't remember his name, and I apologize for that, but bringing this new defensive coordinator on, I think he's adding the spice that Dean Pease didn't add. And I think you're going to see a lot more than what you see. I mean, we saw that in some of the preseason games when we said, hey, this is our second, third string, and they were stopping everybody. And I know they were playing second, third strings, but I'm telling you, I think we're going to be more excited than more people think. Um, and I do have one brave question for you. Um, I know we're. All right, can you? Are you gonna have to? All right, hang on, hang, Mike, 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 hang on. I'm way over. On, you can ask your brave question on the other side of the break here. I got to take a commercial okay. break. I know it's the clock. Okay. Hang on, just hang right there, yep. and you can you can have a brave question in here. All right, uh, and all of you, hang on. I'll get. I promise, if you're patient, I'll get to everybody. That's if you're on hold, I'll get to you. Okay, because there's no other. I'm not going away to another guest. Everybody here is the guest. Uh, Ryan Nielsen, by the way, is the new defense coordinator. He's from, he's from you know down in the uh, swamp there. And, but he, that's why he got Omanyata. All right, break time. Back in a moment. I'll tell you what they're saying about Carolina's new defensive coordinator and what he plans to do to the Falcons next. It is Falcons game week. Sunday begins with the Wait for Tailgate show at 9 a.m. and then 11 the uh, network pregame show. Matter of fact, Chris Goforth, who's hosting uh, the network here, he will, um, uh, pregame and, and postgame, he will be uh, on at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And then, of course, Wes and Dave with all the call of the Falcons and the Carolina Panthers live from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the 1 o'clock kickoff. The NFL season, by the way, begins Thursday night. Uh, Chiefs and Lions in Kansas City, and we will have that game for you as well on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Mike is with us. He is our... Uh, uh, guest at the moment, and Mike wanted to make a point about the Braves, so I'm going to allow him to do that, and we'll get back into our discussions whether or not you think the Falcons are ready for the season to begin. All right, Mike, you wanted to say something about the Braves. Yeah, hey, John, I appreciate you letting me uh, hang out with you for a little while this morning, and like you said earlier, man, it's fun to be able to actually just have a conversation and not a statement. So, um, But first off, man, the Braves, man, I, I think this year is the year. I mean, I feel pretty strong about it. I love what we did in L.A., um, Honestly, I think last yesterday we probably could have pulled pulled it off. But, you know, going in there and winning three out of the four games put a statement out there. Um, not only just for the Braves, Ronald Cunha for the, ML, uh, the MVP, I think it just put it all out there. Um, I love what you say, and people don't follow you a lot, but 
There's so much criticism about the Braves when they have a bad slump. But, guys, we're used to winning. We are used to winning. We have a winning team. We're going to have a winning team for a while. Sometimes we just got to be patient and let it lie where it's going to lie. But I'm telling you, this is going to be a good year for the Braves. I feel strong about that. I feel strong about the Falcons. And I also feel strong about the Bulldogs, even though we had a little bit of a issue, I think, on uh, Saturday. But we'll get it all together. But this is year for Georgia. We all need to just yeah, rise I, I, up, yeah, right. bark, and hit. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you very much. No, I, and, again, I, I'll just say this real quick. If you're a Georgia fan, remember, just keep in mind, okay, you want to scream at Mike Bobo, uh, keep in mind about this. They are not going to show South Carolina squat. They ran as vanilla, off-tackle. Now, should their offensive line have blown them off a little bit more? Yeah, maybe. But, again, just keep in mind, they did win 48-7 to after all, and again, I think you're over overreacting, which I guess is what we do. All right, let's uh, bring Jason into the program. Are the Falcons, are they ready for the year? Hey, Jason. Hey. Hey, uh, turn your uh, radio down, Jason. Yeah, he's going to try to put Jason on hold here, and then we'll wait for him. While, while we're waiting for Jason to do that, and do please turn your radio down, uh, because you're actually with me uh, about 30 seconds before you actually are on air. <laughs> this is called the delay. It's the way it works. Uh, so, um is Jason with us again? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, okay, no worries. Uh, Jason, uh, I want to let you know as we ask if the Falcons are w- ready here. Caroline's got a new defensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Are you with me, Jason? Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm here. Because uh, yeah, you sounds, are, you, are you grilling out? I mean, what's what's going on here? Oh, I'm actually working. Oh, okay. What are you doing? I work for uh... – a retail store as a hub driver. I'm just driving around to different stores delivering boxes. <laughs> God love you. If you didn't do it, we wouldn't have stuff. Uh, Carolina's new defense coordinator, Hero Evero, uh, said this. He said, we're going to make Desmond Ritter's life a living hell in week one by dialing up the blitz. If Ritter crumbles, uh, the Panthers can walk away with a win. So he's, you know, it's, it's gamesmanship, I get, you know. I mean, they want the Falcons to prepare for, oh, no, they're going to blitz every time, you know, and whatnot. You know, with Brian Burns and, and Derek Brown, and they've got a really good defense here. They're trying to keep, you know, you know Bijan in the backfield is what they're trying to do. I mean, they're trying to play with their heads here. But, uh, you know, are you ready for, because the big matchup here is going to be, not everybody's focused on Bryce Young. The big matchup is actually the Falcons offense gets Carolina defense. That's where the game's going to be won and lost. Uh, I think the Falcons are ready. I'm not worried about somebody just talking. Let's just talk. So you're you're comfortable with the fact that the Falcons are going to come in here on opening day and and perform from the jump? We're not going to have any any of the issues? Because I think a lot of fans are concerned, Jason, that, you know, in that 17-play drive, the one time we did see the starters, there were a lot of, like, little, you know, they may have been ticky-tack or maybe the, you know, because there was one call against, a holding call against Chris Lindstrom that was just stupid wasn't even close to holding. And then, of course, the interception was a P.I. that they didn't call. But there were a couple of false starts in there. And that's, I think, you know, more than anything else, that's kind of like, eh, you know, are you, you are you down with the timing? I guess we'll find out for sure on Sunday, but I think they'll be okay. All right. I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks much. Uh, that was uh, Jason uh, jumping in here. Uh, are the Falcons ready here for this game? And, and Carolina's defense coordinator, I think this is actually really smart of him to come out there and start saying, you know, we're going to blitz the hell out of Desmond Ritter. Because, you know, again, it's gamesmanship. 
And what it is is now you're going to stunt and stunt, and Desmond's going to go, oh, they're, they're putting something, you know, I mean, they're trying to get in his head. And so it's not a bad play. Uh, Robert is on with John. Hey, Robert. Hey, John. Hey, just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that um, Falcons are ready, man. These guys are uh, looking – they're looking like winners. I can tell you that um, just watching the preseason, I know they didn't have a lot of Ritter, uh, but what they did get out of Ritter, you could say it was at least consistent. When he got that uh, last drive um, in his pocket, he – he was completing passes. I think he went uh, six for eight. And, I mean, he was right at the goal line. If um, if that guy didn't get the pass interference, uh, that would have been a touchdown. But, anyways, um, I know that the uh, coaches are ready more than anything. You look at the way that uh, Arthur Smith prepares, the way that he has uh, put this offense together, he's got himself – matchups that he can um, plug in on any defense. He's got uh, the ability to switch things up, and uh, the defenses aren't going to be able to keep up with his offense. So, if anything, Arthur Smith is ready. And Nielsen, I have all the faith in the world. He's got his leaders in that locker room. He's got his boys from um, the Saints with him. Then again, he's got uh, Campbell. Now, essentially the captain of the defense, I mean, we ready. Well, yeah, and, we and it is true. It's sort of like I was talking about with Georgia and Mike Bobo in that game against uh, Martin on Saturday, you know, not showing – and by the way, uh, Georgia fans, you're going to get a lot of the same this Saturday against Ball State. You're going to get nothing. You're going to get – you know, they went, they ran the one plate of hours, you know, on kind of the tight end jet sweep thing for the touchdown and – not much else. I mean, you know, it was pretty vanilla. Oh, yeah, they're not. And, and so the Falcons, yeah, the Falcons played base against Carolina on defense, and they, you know, they didn't do much of anything on offense that would give you any indication. But to your point about Ryan Nielsen, I have a sense that – because we have unanswered questions here, right? I mean, a lot of unanswered questions about this team. I mean, we have a lot of hope, Robert, but we don't necessarily have a lot of answers yet. One of them is – and that's why I'm asking, are they ready because – we have been so burned here as Falcons fans with teams that have come out of the gate who didn't look like they were ready to play. I mean, that's fair, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say that's fair. Um, the pass is a pass. You know, uh, it's a new season. These guys, um, they got all that talent now on both sides of the ball that they haven't had. And I mean, I can't even say that they've had it really at any point in the past to this level. You know, as far as bringing oh, in. Oh, yeah, they um, did. I mean, they, wait, that, hang on. That team in 2016, that. 2017, that, that club. That was close. You had Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah. I mean, Tony G and whatnot. Um, yeah. Julio Jones. I mean, you had Julio, yeah. you had Sanu, you had Ridley, you had Brian, you had, you know, Jake Matthews, you know, probably in his prime, even though he's still playing now, a young Grady. You know, let's not forget in 2016, like him or not, uh, Vic Beasley led the NFL in sacks. Led the NFL. He had and a great so, year that year. Man, yeah. I wish he would have just kept at it. I know, but he had other things he wanted to do in life, so there's that. <laughs> there's nothing you do about that. Hey, and by yeah, the way, more power to him. He wanted to be a preacher more than he wanted to be a football player, and if that's his calling, that's his calling. Uh, Robert, thanks much. I do appreciate it. Like 404-726. 
0929 here. The Panthers general manager, Scott Fitterer, came out and said this week that winning the NFC South is definitely within reach. And he's not wrong. Okay, I, again, there's another statement from the Panthers I can't really argue. Of course, I think it's within reach of literally every team. I think Tampa, I, my, my, my initial gut reaction is Tampa made a mistake. They shouldn't have signed Baker Mayfield. They should have just lived with Kyle Trask, and they should have just taken their taken the you know bat to the head and won three games this year and gone out and get and they may still who knows uh, and and gotten themselves the the Caleb Williams, the Michael Penix, the whoever they want to get in terms of their next quarterback and reset that franchise. They didn't, uh, so we'll see how that kind of works out for them. Uh, let's go to AD. He's on with John. AD, welcome to the show. What's going on, John? How you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. So, AD, do you think the team is prepped and ready, and they're going to come out firing on all cylinders from the jump on Sunday? If they're not ready, they better get ready because it's here. So, yeah. If they're not ready, but I think we're ready, though. Um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. We can just win in the trenches, offensive line block, you know, defensive line gets to the quarterback. We got all the playmakers, so – I just I think I think this season is to go to the offensive line, defensive line. They do what they need to do. I think the Falcons will be just fine. Yeah, that's a good point, AD, because I've long been an advocate in watching football. The reason football for all the high flying annex and five touchdowns by quarterbacks and all this kind of stuff, football boils down to blocking and tackling, and it boils down to a uh, you know the the point of contact there at the ball, wherever the ball is. You know, can you block for your quarterback? Can you block for your running game? Can you tackle? And the, if you have a great offensive line and a great defensive line, if you have those two things, uh, imagine football is a circle, AD, okay? And around the edge of the circle, okay, around the edge of the circle, you could be the greatest team in the world. You could have all the greatest cornerbacks, safeties, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, all that kind of good stuff, all those toys. But in the line that you draw, you know, across the middle of the circle, you're not very good. That team is not going to be very good. If you take that circle and make that line across the middle of the circle from left to right, right, if you take that line, that, you know, radial line, and you're great at it, then the circle doesn't matter. They'll be fine. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, I do, I do, I am kind of, I'm kind of on the uh, fringe about, you know, the second cornerback position. I know, I don't know if Akuda's back. I don't know, if, you know, who's going to play that second cornerback. But I still think we'll be fine, you know, with Jesse Bates back there roaming around. So I think we'll be fine, John. Yeah, I do too. And that's my kind of hope, AD, is that Jesse Bates, he, he's the guy that I, you know, pointed out that, uh, and matter of fact, that you bring him up. And it's going to lead me to my question here at the top of the hour. Thank you, AD. Uh, my next question on the Falcons. So question number one is, do you think the Falcons are ready? Okay, that's because it's a big question I have. I just want to make sure that so far the consensus has been pretty much, yeah, we're ready. Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm thankful you're helping me because that's my biggest concern. Second question we're going to put up, uh, and you, in addition to that, at 404-726-0929, is I'm going to give you $100 to buy stock in one player on offense and one player on defense. Who are you gonna? Who are you? You got to buy stock on one guy in offense and one guy in defense. Who are you buying stock in? Just curious. I think I gave you a little teaser as to who my answer is on defense on uh, Sports Radio ninety two. The game in the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. 
the MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.